And I've kind of tried to like push that away and be like, it's not about the gear. It's not about the, you know, like it's all about the story. And there's and in, inside I'm like, ooh, what's, you know, the new cam- Canon camera like? And Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the VetCast. Uh, today I'm joined with Ryan Bowman and he's an award-winning director, cinematographer, and producer based in Calgary. Ryan, thanks so much for, for coming on the VetCast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I wanted to start, uh, I just wanted to kind of get a sense as, as far as what you do and uh, how, you, how you first got into film. Yeah, I mean, I first got into film. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of that uh, story of as a little kid, I was interested in it. I was interested in my dad's video camera. And uh, I can remember looking through it at a young age and asking my dad if I could use it and try it out. And uh, he would let me look in it and play with it a little bit. And so I always had that interest in like moving images and uh, that you could capture it inside of this box. Uh, that was really cool for me. And so it was a hobby from from when I was in high school, you know, which was 2000, like 2004. I bought my my own computer and my own camera. And uh, yeah, I was kind of looking at what I wanted to do. And that was this was always somewhat of a dream of mine. And I had talked I had looked at doing the film school route and I talked to a, my cousin who was actually uh, worked for Lucasfilm at the time. He was a digital compositor. And so I was looking at, you know, how do you get into the industry? And, and how do I, if I want to be really creating, what uh, should I be focusing on? And he, he really said, well, you got to, I mean, if, if you want to be, say, the director or even the DP or something, you're going to have to get out there and just start shooting you know you don't you don't necessarily make it to that role if you start as a pa or as a as a you know as an ac or or as a grip or something like that on a set and um and so that was that was good to know so that sort of led me away from the film school route i was not sure if i was going to maybe i was just going to go to school for for something different entirely or something in the arts and then uh, i actually was had been doing a little bit of shooting and a friend of mine uh referred or or showed me some some guys work from minneapolis they were shooting they had become pretty big through um shooting wedding videos they had really focused on this ability to tell a story in a wedding and were also you know getting involved in in the more commercial world they had some big clients um and so I went, I went down there. I decided I'll just go do it. And I, and I made the decision like three days before and spent like 2,500 bucks or something for a workshop. And those guys sort of unlocked, um, you know, what was possible. It was right at the right, you know, a few, maybe two years into the 5d revolution, the Canon 5d. And so they were, they really opened up this world of look at what's possible with, um, the type of gear that's out right now. And I was just like, I was just so blown away that holy smokes, I could, I could, you know, I, I already had a 5d cause I had seen the quality, but they really broke it down and they showed me all the tips and tricks and not just the camera, but just business and storytelling and, um, uh, just just everything about their business. They sort of let let me see behind the curtain a little bit, and just being able to see that got me really excited about it. And so then I I began to continue doing a little bit of 
other work and then I started shooting weddings because I was excited about that that style and so weddings were my way into the world into this world and as a way of making money for sure and then I definitely kind of burnt out on them and then uh, and and also saw that there was a very real ceiling to weddings you can only go so far you can't they're not going to lead on to other projects so I really decided to kind of turn my business in a different direction and um start making contacts and really looking at, you know, how can I push myself creatively and look at learning more um, than just sort of this on location stuff. But I really do think that there was a foundation for um, for some of what I did. And I'm still pretty proud of some of those weddings. If I look back at them, um, there was a foundation for even lighting and camera angles and how to tell a story with, with one day of footage and coverage and, editing and the effect of music on emotion and capturing real moments and things like that. So that was, um, that was sort of my path. And then, yeah, I started, I decided I wanted to get out of it and, uh, started making connections in the city and started doing personal, more personal projects that were more creatively in line with the direction that I wanted to go. If you look at, you know, the different hats you've worn to get to where you are right now, mm-hmm. Um, but then also I'm sure you're wearing multiple hats on different productions, whether it be passion project or personal or working for an agency. Uh, is there any hat you like to wear most is like, what, what's motivating you right now? I, I find it depends. I like, I really love DPing when I am on like more of a commercial job. I, I like on those shoots because it becomes a, or I like DPing on those because it becomes about really tweaking and finessing and getting like a perfect image. And so I get excited about that. When it comes to directing, I love to direct like more of this uh, documentary style or like the, 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 the travel doc or the uh, kind of doc, doc commercial style. And then I guess on the, the other thing that does get me excited, and I guess this is maybe a little more in the producing world, is just learning, but it also has to do with the directing, is just learning how to be a better communicator. It's getting better and better at not just finding something in the edit, but truly being able to communicate something ahead of time and knowing knowing a little bit of what you want and being honest and clear with people um, about what your expectations are and, and understanding what theirs are and what they hope to get out of this and making sure that they feel valued and appreciated and like they have something to contribute to the project. Yeah, so that that kind of communication side of things is actually a, a more of a business side, but it's actually something that I really value and uh, I really enjoy as well. Now, c- communication and pre-production, was that something that, were you flying earlier in your career? Were you flying by the seat of your pants trying to make something and then find it in the edit and then realizing the difficulties with that or do you find that you were you were more inclined to be a someone who plans I've always been a little more as someone who plans and then it definitely changed I think as you get some experience you can start to really see what's going to work and what's not and then you can plan to make those moments happen Um, you know before they say like 80% of the work happens in pre-production which is true. Like yeah. I look at a documentary that we, or the, a little project that I did for Caria, uh, uh, following following a young uh, girl in the city, and um, 
you know, we looked at, we, we met with her and then came up with all of these different scenes based on what she had talked about was an interest for her and what her life was like. And so then we could then go look at those places. We could scout them. We could figure out what's actually going to happen here that's realistic, that doesn't feel like we're forcing it. I, I'm sure I wanted to ask you, maybe that was something that helped you establish your voice and your style as far as if you're taking the time to say, okay, what would I be passionate about creating along with what the client's need is? Mm. Um, that's probably refining kind of who you are creatively. So you actually have a, some sort of identity that people are like, oh, I'd like to get Ryan to, to work on this project. Uh, is, is that how you feel? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that you have to, at least for me, it's very, it's very important to certainly bring myself to the project and then, but you really have to align with the client. Um, for me, I'm interested in how can I make this feel like it's as much of their project as, as, as it is mine. And obviously I have an idea and a vision and a, and a way that I want to work, but I want them to feel like they're involved and to be involved so that they have, they can, they can then show it to their boss or whatever and say, look at, look at this. Like, I'm really proud of this. This is something cool that I got to do on my job. What do you think has been the, has it been a detriment? Has it been an asset? What do you like? What do you hate about the advent of, um, tech becoming more accessible and posting frequency increasing, uh, as it relates to video production? Mm. I think that a lot of us kind of get caught in comparison and keeping up with people, um, and trying to do something that is, you know, gonna gonna be super cool, rather than you know, as art I think has been done for a long time, um, you know, going more inside and 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 journeying in and and looking at what do what what really gets my heart beating and what gets me excited and what what is unique about me, um, what is my perspective and and how does it how does my perspective differ from from this person or that person and yeah i've had to spend a lot of time you know trying to accept the fact that i'm not um you know i'm not the sexiest filmmaker out there in terms of (laughs) like Mm. like not and i do think it's still there's still value in some of that beautiful imagery but um yeah trying to get away a little bit from having to maintain some sort of facade of of this super cool guy and and this you know specific type of shooter and really going like who am i where do i come from what's my background and what are the what are the stories that that get me excited and what what are the moments that i find myself in that i really do um love this i'm sure that's been a growth over over years oh man i think your your words are um they reveal a, a truth as well that, you know, I'm, I'm in this or our team is in this for the journey as well. And as we continue to try and learn and grow, there'll probably be more things that come to the forefront of, of finding voice and that. And I guess the beauty is in the journey as well. Yeah. And I think that I, I even think that with things like tech, like I've been realizing with myself lately, I'm like, I kind of got part of why I got into this is because I'm a bit of a nerd. And cause I like love yeah. playing with this stuff and like, and I've kind of tried to like push that away and be like, it's not about the gear. It's not about the, you know, like it's all about the story and there's and in inside I'm like, Ooh, what's, you know, the new can Canon camera like, and, <laughs> and I wonder how I could use that and, and just, um, 
and accepting that that's part of who you are and part of what ignited an excitement about it is is staying true to yourself, you know, and, and is, um, being authentic, you know, even you, like, I, 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 that's why I think this is cool what you guys are doing, uh, with this podcast, because there's clearly this value for education and, and equip, like I saw some of the stuff, like you guys are excited about like the new, the new toys and like, like, I just think it's cool that you lean into that. And, and, uh, yeah, I think that's cool. What was your first experience of, I guess, doing a project that really made you feel you had um, progressed from being essentially a video video guy and editor for hire to, wow, this is a story I actually want to tell. I got, I got the really cool opportunity when I was still like very much in the wedding world. That was just through a family friend okay. um, to go to, to Uganda and shoot uh, for a nonprofit called food for the hungry when i was in uganda i tacked on an extra week and and uh there's a there's a guy in on the west or on the coast uh who um his name is jay duncan and his company was called or his organization's called duncan africa and they build uh, guitars in uganda so they actually hire hire ugandans and they've given them the skills uh, to be able to hand hand build these guitars, so he's built a shop there. Um, yeah, so so I thought, man, that's that's pretty sweet. Like if I could just tack that on for free, um, again, that would just be that would be a pretty sweet passion project. So that was probably, you know, that moment. Um, I I rode huh. in on like a on a boda boda like motorcycle with my gear strapped tied with no bungee way. cords on the front. And I spent three full days shooting with my with a 5D Mark III with like the Magic Lantern RAW plugin that they used to have. Shot the whole thing in RAW, but Sweet. I could only shoot seven minutes of footage at a time. So I would go and I would I would shoot for seven minutes and then offload for an hour because the files were so big. Wow. Um, yeah. So so that was pretty cool. We have a shared story about uh, being on scooters or the like. I I used to live in Italy for a couple years. And uh, that was where I first got into some photography and some video. I remember my boss had asked me to go film an interview. And so I had strapped onto my scooter, like the gimbal and I had the tripod (laughs) and all the cameras and you know what? I'm just trying to drive, hoping I don't crash this gear because I couldn't afford to to get more of it, right? That's awesome. um, Fun means of travel. Oh, totally, man. (laughs) I wanted to talk to you about the kind of general aesthetic that you have looking at your reel and some of your projects, I, I really do notice a, a clear mood. I'm pretty interested in how can I make things pop without making them look flat and not look too commercially like, in, or not look too poppy and too video-y. Yeah. And um, trying to find that balance is always something that I'm trying to do. And so, um, yeah, working with shadow is, I mean, a lot of ways it, it comes from saving your highlights. It comes from looking at your skin tone and just trying to find where is that nice silky skin tone? Where is that right exposure? Um, and in some of my work, I, when I look back at it now, I'm like, yeah, maybe it was a little too far. Like maybe it was too much in the shadow. And and uh, and what was I trying to go for? I wanted that to feel dark, but actually I might have just lit it wrong and now I was trying to fix it in the grade and now it's feeling, you know what I mean? So there's, you start to realize yeah. different things that maybe you would have changed. Um, but I would say in general, that's definitely been a focus of mine is kind of trying to keep things saturated, 
uh, fairly clean. Uh, they pop, but pop in a, in a more of a film film style um, rather than rather than anything um, anything else. And always my focus, I when it comes to color grading, even if I use say a LUT, I don't ever want somebody to look at my footage and be like, "What? I wonder what LUT he was using." Like I don't want them ever to ever yeah. to think, "What is the LUT?" What kind of LUT? Like if we're going to use it, it's got to be so subtle that you would never know. And it's got to be a LUT that supports the footage, that pushes the footage in the direction it's already going, that doesn't push against it because that's always a giveaway. And now I'm now I'm actually just sort of pulling away from LUTs and really um, I've, I've dialed in my color grading a little bit more to, to um, yeah, just have to focus on that less, which has been, which is kind of nice, but. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, we we had watched uh, before this podcast uh, one of the pieces that you did on um, that girl who's a swimmer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think that was very evident in that piece um, that we watched is your, like the blues look real. They're mm. not too crazy poppy and, you know, just cranked up the saturation. Like it's, it's a fully saturated color, yeah. but it looks like water would actually look, yeah. you know? So, totally that's the goal and that that's cool yeah yeah is c- keeping it real but uh but giving it that edge mm-hmm. too and it takes a yeah. lot of time like i think that's something that people didn't never told me about color grading tell me a little bit about your process from the time you've you've left site and you've left the location you got the footage mm-hmm. um all the way to the end of delivering it to the client like what's kind of your your workflow there for editing i usually after the shoot, I will throw it into Resolve just because I'm excited to see what it all looks like. And I'll just start playing with initial yep. grades. And that's like my favorite time in the process. Like I love, I love getting the footage and then being like, okay, well, you've spent, you've, we've done 80% of the work, like we said. And then now what is, um, what did that get us? You know, so let's see what this looks like sure. and just getting, getting excited about some of the footage you know, initially I'll probably make some sort of, uh, proxies out of the footage. Now, do you like working with, uh, if you're working with a proxy, do you like getting some sort of initial grade and feel and then edit with that? Or can you tolerate dealing with, with raw footage during your edit? Um, I usually do do something. Yeah. I just, but it's more of an excitement than it is anything else. It's more of just like, oh, I'm excited to see what this like, yeah, like I just wanna see what the finished product's gonna look like. So I've always been that way. And then I will I will try to get it as close to, to being, you know, finished as possible um, with maybe, you know, with like a music watermark on it and then, or something, and then mm-hmm. I will uh, send it to the client. But I kind of want, I want them to have that wow factor as much as possible. And so c- can you share with us anything that uh, you're excited and looking towards uh, for projects that you're currently working on? I'm, I'm just taking that similar approach to what I said at the beginning. I'm just trying to slow down and not, not say yes to everything necessarily and go and really find projects that um, fit who I am and, and try to try to narrow that down a little bit more. Um, yeah, that's that's been more of my focus lately. Absolutely, that universal axiom, right? Like things that are worthwhile are are seldom they they don't they don't come really easy. They come with planning and they come with really digging deep. What am I trying to to say? What am I trying to tell? Yeah, you totally. Know? And I and and that's the cool part is that's the that's the journey of it, right? Like we're 
yeah, we're, we're, we're tech nerds and we enjoy cameras and it's a fun industry to be in, but the real driving factor is, is that discovery of, you know, look, look at this thing I made and, uh, we all made it together and it's actually saying something and that's really cool. Yeah. That is, that is crazy. It's magic, man. It really is like magic. Yeah. It's like, it's so wild that you can make something that did not exist before and, and now it exists and now it's a story and, and, you know, I watch other people's things and I'm like, how did, I mean, I mean, even, even just when I watch a moving piece, I'm like, you forget that I'm a moving short, short, you know, commercial, you forget that at one point that was just footage that, and an idea and it was nothing, you know, and you get so used to it pretty quick that, that it's now exists in the world, but that's pretty amazing. Well, Ryan, I, I so appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the, the vet cast. I think this was a great conversation and I certainly learned a lot and, uh, I just wish you all the best for, uh, the projects you're going to work on and hope you have a great summer. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. 